five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Podcast on the internet. That was Toto. 99. Uh, that wasn't my original choice to uh, play today. I wanted to do a gun theme song. It's kind of why I was a little uh, behind the curve time-wise. I was trying to find the right song. You're always trying to find the, I'm always trying to find the right song. So there's actually a song by uh, Ian Hunter called Gun Control that I wanted to play. And then I watched the intro to the song. He's just such a cunt. I'm sorry. Um, for all, By the way, it's meant for him and not for uh, the other people in the world who, and you know what I'm saying, right? He's a cunt, though, in the song leading up to it. It's like one of the things that I, and it's too bad too, because I really like Ian Hunter and I really like Mata Hoople, but what I can't stand is somebody from another country coming to this country and telling us how to live and how we should be governed. It's like, shut the fuck up. We got a divorce theoretically a long time ago. It, it's okay. Cause you know, wherever you go, you could hire a bodyguard or a couple of them. So I couldn't stomach it, right? It's not, it's a, it's, it's an anti, it's an anti-gun song for sure. And then I started to listen to Mission of Burma. That's when I reached for my revolver. It's actually a really great song. And I, and I wish there was um, a good video to play along with it. It's a little rough around the edges. Some of the live stuff is rough around the edges, but the lyrics of that song are really great. Um, fantastic lyrics, but I didn't go there. So I decided to go with 99 by Toto. And the, the reason why I chose that song is that it's a really odd song. If you notice in the video, well, if you were here watching the video, they're all dressed in white. Everything is white. And the reason why they're all dressed in white is because uh, David Page, who is the uh, keyboard player, well, piano keyboards. In that song, they had three piano keyboard players. Um, Jeff Percaro. I always get the Percaros mixed up. Uh, Bobby Kimball, who is also a vocalist, was 
playing looks like he was playing piano and then david page david page is the son of marty page and marty page was part of the wrecking crew the the group that made hundreds of hundreds of hits so a lot of uh toto's uh big hit songs were written by david page like if somebody was making money off of the toto catalog it's that dude they may have like had some other kind of you know songwriting credit thing going on where some of these guys got paid, but he was the main guy. Anyway, he wanted to do that song because he was really into the movie THX eleven thirty-eight, which is one of the great dystopic sci-fi films of all time. And it was George Lucas's first movie. And so everybody in THX 1138 has a number. So 99 is a person in THX 1138. And that's who they're singing about, right? They're singing about a character in that movie. And, um, and I thought, okay, well, you know, that's that's a uh, mildly dystopic why don't we play that and it's really interesting because that gets played on yacht rock radio all the time and that song has fucking nothing to do with yacht whatsoever and steve lukather the guy who's playing guitar and singing it says he hates that song he says it's the worst song that toto um ever made and ironically it's one of their one of their biggest hits and is in major rotation on Yacht Rock Radio. And I think that's kind of like that song marks the end of a certain version of Toto because then the lineup changes. Um, I think uh, the bass player leaves and then one of the Percara brothers comes in and starts playing bass. And I think Bobby Kimball leaves and they bring in, you know, John Williams, the composer, you know, the Star Star Wars composer guy. They bring in his son, also named well, John Williams. How about that? Um, and he's the singer for a while, along with Steve Lukather. But he winds up having a major drug problem and um, eventually exits the band and Bobby Kimball comes back. But um, that's kind of the last version of the kind of original lineup of Toto, an interesting band in a lot of ways. I always thought they were way overproduced, but that was, that was the sound they were going for. And a lot of those guys were also big time session musicians. Um, I believe it, I think Steve Picaro is the drummer who played a lot on a lot of songs with Steely Dan. So did Jeff. They both played on a lot of the Steely Dan sessions I think David Page may may have been in on some, sort of the Steely Dan mix. I don't think Lukather played guitar in any Steely Dan tracks, but of all the guys in the band, I would say Lukather probably had the best post Steely Steely Dan career. He's been playing with Ringo Starr for like the last twenty years. He's part of Ringo Starr's touring band. So there you go, a little ninety nine. We thought we for a while we thought they were talking about. Barbara Felton in Get Smart. You know, that was her her uh code name was 99. That's who that's who we thought that they were singing about. I'm like, okay, well, that kind of fits 
a bit of the yacht theme, but it's really about THX 1138. So it's an odd mix for us for a movie that dark and uh, anyway, interesting um, and a very kind of catchy tune. I said that I would hang out with y'all today and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang out with y'all because yesterday it was all business. I was all business yesterday, but not today. Well, I am business today, but I, 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 I crave interaction. So let's see what we got here. Let's see what we have in chat. Chat should be uh, activated. Yes, indeed. And I'm moderating. All right. Let's see who we have here today. There's my man, Miguel. Sony is here. What's happening, Sony? The classy one, the beautiful one, Wendy says, is here. Uh, Crossfire Cat in the mix. The cat experienced your soul return, exact Mercury return. The, hey, you know what that means? Crossfire Cat, you got a happy birthday song. You get a happy birthday song. That's That's how it goes around here. Now, I, you know, I never know what happy birthday song I'm going to play. There are so many happy birthday songs. Um, let's see, who do we have here? The, I've seen those before. I've seen those before. Have I seen that one before? Yes, I've seen that one before. I've seen that one. Uh, let's see. Come on, come on. Give me, give me a good happy birthday song here. Dang. All right. Maybe I'll play this one again. Maybe I'll play. Cause I, oh, here we go. Let's do this for uh crossfire cat. Here we go. Here we go. Crossfire cat. Just for you. Just for you. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday, Crossfire Cat. Yay. Okay. I got, I got to do a little React video here. Just got to do a little React video. This dude right here might have, not those two. This dude right here might have the power move of the century. Right here. He's got the Walker Canes, and then all of a sudden, he goes into bucket mode. I'm getting down. Look at that. Look at what's going on here. That is a power move. Power move of the century. Get rid of the get rid of the walking canes. There you go. Happy birthday, Crossfire Cat. Wishing you many more, and in the best shape as possible uh let's see kns they're here what's going on kns good to see you here fantastic is here miss nikia hello miss nikia let's see who else do we have um mm, 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 mm. let's see father time cooling back down in the 80s in california valley good the heat dome. It's kind of yacht, Michael. Kind of. Kind of. A little bit. Lisa W., what's happening? Darling Kiefer. Hello to you. Leela, LMM. LMM. Who is 99? I, you, now you know. Haven't heard this one in a long time. Uh, Susie, the sea goddess, she's back. Good to have you back there, Susie. Champagne Supernova. Great song, by the way. Moving slow today. Sleep was wonky. I had some dreams last night, but I forgot them. Is that a yacht approaching? A little bit. A little bit. Hey, Bo, what's going on? And good to see you, Hucklebuck. Uh, let's see who else do we have. Da, 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 99 Luft Balloons. Oh, yeah, Nina. I loved that song. I loved 99 Luft Balloons. And let's face it, Nina was, was kind of cute. She was kind of cute. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Just say no to camels. Boy, we... we we're entering into the forbidden zone. Dug out the Liz Fair. God, Liz Fair was such a critic starling back in the day. The Bisu. Hello, the Bisu. 
Cremo. What's going on, Christine? Hi, 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 hi. Right back at you. Hey, okay. Hey, what's going on? Good to have you here. Let's see. Who else do we have? Snakes on a plane come to life. I was re-listening to Astro Weather. I always need to repeat. We are ahead of you. So, yes, you are ahead. I should do like a European version at night. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? What if I did Astro Weather for various time zones? Oh, man. I wouldn't have a life. Uh, my stream of consciousness is in the doldrums. Sometimes it happens. Here's my man, Stefano, door at the door. I always had a reptilian obsession, had an iguana for 10 years. Makes me wonder about myself. I don't have a problem with reptiles. I, I don't have a problem with reptiles. You know, I think they're, think they're kind of cool. I'm kind of with you. But I also don't have a problem with mammals either. Uh, let's see. Make it a run to the old Home Depot. Uh, who else do we have here? I did answer your question. We are in a psychic headspace. I think reptilians, aliens are here and not all are meaning bad. At least that's what I streamed three years ago. You know, I think that that could be very true. That could be very, very true. I mean, let's just do a random sampling. I mean, we could go through every single race on this planet and you'll find upstanding members of that race and you will find not so upstanding members of that race. Right? Am I right? You go through the different class systems. You'll find upstanding members of the upper class, I would think. And some, and you'll find not so upstanding. I mean, there's the, you will find the cross sample across every kind of every, every genus and species on the planet. Although I've yet to meet a bad, a bad golden retriever or golden lab. You know what I mean? Just doesn't really happen. You never read about golden retrievers and golden labs going nuts and attacking people. Some, some things for some things, there is a golden mean. And I think golden labs and golden retrievers are probably in that mix. Just saying. Uh, let's see who else do we have here? Allison Mack is free. Oh, happy day. One AI. What's going on? One AI. Uh, who else do we have? Catherine Kramer, double K. What's going on? Double K in the house. My dad used to make the best sourdough on Saturday nights for Sunday waffles. Uh, sounds great. You know where they make the best sourdough? San Francisco. There's no sourdough like a San Francisco sourdough. And it has to do with the, the atmosphere and the salt content. There's all, they, they've done studies on the sourdough of San Francisco. Just like you, for whatever reason, you cannot recreate a New York salt pizza 
anywhere than New York. This is the way it is. Bands are false for profits. Um, you know, we got to, we got to do something every now and then to, to, uh, to distract us from the, the, the absolute doldrums. Um, let's see. You have to summon a Saturn and Virgo vibe to come in alignment with your sourdough baking habit. Oh, I like that. That is good. Um, you're welcome, Leela LMM. Looking forward to meeting you in October. Uh, let's see. Love the music videos. Oh, thanks, Sienzif. Scrubbies is here. Chiming in on sourdough. Soaked flour baking, not sourdough. It was interesting. Made muffins during the Zoom class. They were good. Had to do a starter the day before. Man, we got a crafty audience here. Very crafty. Harriet Bowie. Hey, hey, hey. Can't stomach thought of heels up in charge. It's going to be. She's she's just a seat. She's just a seat warmer. That's all she is. Just a seat warmer. Cat month. That's right, man. Cat month. August is cat month. You heard it here first. Crossfire Cat, has anyone seen the clip of Karine Jean-Pierre dancing, red dress? Tell me that is not a carbon copy of Elaine in Seinfeld. So is she just copying Elaine or is Elaine playing Karine Jean-Pierre? Oh, that would be weird. That would be really weird. Um, Let's see, you got anybody else here? Anybody else? Past Lives Matter, what's happening? ELF, good morning to you. Uh, is that Bernie? <laughs> it kind of looked like him a little bit, dude, but that is such a power move, man. Just like, fuck it. Fuck these sticks. I'm tearing it up. I miss flower. I know, right? Sometimes, ooh, those little opioids. Little opioids are so good. It's scrubbies. I made 15 muffins. I put in blueberries for flavor. Tamara, you're a domestic goddess. I love champagne supernova. Yeah, good tune. You see Jaco's post of the Biden new guy, no attached right earlobe, no cleft chin. Yeah, he's they've been floating variations of Biden out for the last couple of years. Uh, my home is a mask-free zone. Oh, good. Good. What about the Nagas? Hey, Debisu, come on. We're politically correct here. No talking about the Nagas. We don't call them Nagas. They're reptiles. Uh, let's see. You can have snakes. It was lizards that captured my attention. Lizards are cool. I've bonded with snakes. I've bonded with lizards. I bond with all animals. I'm a bonder. Let's see. Who else do we have? Krista. Hey, Krista. How best to reach you about a reading? Um, let's see. I'm going to say something here. I'm going to put in my private 
email address. So you can reach me. There you go. I answered your question, Krista. It's in the chat. Gigi, checking in from Okalala. Hi, Gigi. Let's see. I've always wondered about why. Interesting. So true. It's, yeah, it's weird, right? The sourdough, the sourdough of San Francisco cannot be replicated anywhere. Just like the pizza in New York. Although I guess there's a whole sort of like a pizza turf war going on between Connecticut and New York. Like Connecticut is, is boasting that they have the best pizza. Let's see who else do we have. In the underground scenarios, the second sun. It was written that the jewels of the Nagas gave off light. That sounds like an Indiana Jones episode. Speaking of Indiana Jones, talk about crashing and burning, huh? Wow. Good. Couldn't happen to him. I have never liked Harrison Ford. And it, you know, there are guys that they put into action-oriented roles that I've never really liked. And so it just kind of like, he it, it is a whole kind of slew of action-oriented movies that I just don't watch because of the guys that are in them. One of them I've kind of come around on a little bit. But the others are like, like, I've never liked Harrison Ford. Um, no, I just, I've never been into the dude. And politically, he's just shown his stripes. He's, you know, he's a, he's a lefty cuck. I have also never been a big Kevin Costner fan. Although every now and then he shows up in a movie. No Way Out is a great Kevin Costner movie. But I'll tell you who steals the show in that movie is Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman outacts Kevin Costner in that movie. But that's, a, that's actually a good Kevin Costner movie. But that's another guy I cannot warm up to in an action flick. I've changed a little bit with Bruce Willis. He was He was kind of in that camp for me. Maybe it's because he's like verging towards dementia um but i've kind of changed a little bit with bruce willis liam neeson another guy i can't warm up to as an action hero i probably should but it would give me it would give me more opportunities to watch action-oriented movies i mean he's saving his fucking daughter for like three movies straight, right? Like the Taken series and all that stuff. But there's some, uh, maybe I maybe I should open up to Liam Neeson a little bit more. But there's there's just some actors in the action genre I'm just like not into. Um, who who else? There's somebody else kind of in that camp. Just like oh, you know, it comes on the screen like just kind of pass over it. But Harrison Ford is definitely in that camp, and he. He is, that movie is bombing. And of course, why would it bomb? 
because he's being upstaged by a woman constantly. Constantly. That is the prescribed theme. Yeah, we'll get to make a, another Indiana Jones movie. Eh, but he's not going to be the star. He's going to be really fallible. And not only that, but he's going to be hit by a woman. But she does. She hits him in the face. She's the one that it's 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 kind of like Mad Max Thunder Road. They just couldn't let fucking Tom Hardy be the hero. No, they had to have Charlize Theron literally drive the movie. Okay, we, we can't we can't have an action movie now without you know the the dude being in the passenger seat. Like this is the prescribed formula for Hollywood, and it's only going to get worse. By the way, why wasn't Mel Gibson in Thunder Road? I mean, come on. The guy is in great fucking shape. Um, you know, he could have been that same character from Beyond the Thunderdome, you know, the, the long haired, graying version. I mean, he, he could have been in, in uh, Thunder Road. But, of course, they didn't do it because Mel was Mel. Hey, has anybody seen the new Jim Caviezel movie? That's uh, apparently doing quite well at the box office. Gee, I wonder why. Um, let's see. Who else do we have here? I just, I, I like animals. I've always liked animals. There, there aren't many animals that I don't like, honestly. I'm trying to think. There are bugs I don't like. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of all bugs. But there are some bugs that I don't mind. I don't mind spiders. I don't have a problem with spiders. If I know a spider doesn't bite, I'm cool with spiders. Um, mosquitoes, no. No. Definitely no. No in the mosquitoes. Flies, as long as they're not, you know, on moss. I don't mind flies. I can handle fly or two, right? They're minor annoyance. Don't like fleas. Don't like fleas. Don't like mosquitoes. But that's obvious shit, right? Is there is there a non-obvious insect that, that I would have a problem with? Not that I can think of. Honestly. I, I dig animals. I dig animals, I dig reptiles, I dig fish. It's people sometimes that uh, are a little challenging. Uh, let's see, who else do we have here? I have a dream that my four little lizards will one day live in a nation. Will they not be judged by the color of their scales, but by the content of their character? Nice past lives. Nice. We had a friend from the Bronx visit who brought real New York City bagel. That's another thing. That's another thing. It's the New York City bagel. You can't replicate that anywhere else. Although, although Montreal has the wood-fired bagel. Anthony Bourdain uh, dedicated part of his show to the wood-fired bagel of Montreal. A, I don't know. Is it a contender to the New York City Bagel? Question mark. 
let's see. Connecticut loses. Connecticut has Pepe's Pizza in New Haven. It's amaze balls. There we go. New Haven style versus New York. We got some pizza lovers in here. Oh my God. Listen to this. In all the madness, I had an amazing wave of well being and contempt yesterday and today. Anyone else? That is awesome. That is awesome. Grab it while you can. Uh, looks like Connecticut is outpacing New York here in terms of pizza. Barres and Neapolitan style pizza are the best. You know what I don't like? I don't like Chicago style. Someone I cannot stand anymore is Tom Hanks. He's hard. He, he's he, I got off the Hanks train a long, long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Seriously, New York pizza is overrated. Much like, oh, thrown down with the crimmies in the chat. Why do you read my message, but never my name? I've noticed for a long time. I thought I was respecting your privacy. No, Lynn, I've I've said your name. I have said your name. Um, by the way, I'm referring to Lynn, also known as Finca Feliz, in case people are wondering. I'm getting hungry. No Way Out is No Way Out is an awesome movie. It's great. It is a fucking. You know what's interesting about No Way Out is that there's a little bit of show and tell in No Way Out. Right? It's all about the infiltration of the Russians, or at that time, Soviets. It's a very interesting movie. And by the way, um, what's her name? Sean Young never looked hotter than No Way Out. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? When saw Sound of Freedom yesterday. Oh, good. I think Jason Statham is a lib also. I, You know, Jason Statham was great in those Guy Ritchie movies. And that one movie where he has to, like, keep his heart rate up, that was fucking entertaining. That was fucking entertaining, I have to say. Like, he's snorting meth. He's, like, just, like, randomly banging women, doing crazy shit. It's sort of like Keanu Reeves and Speed, except it's his heart and not the not the vehicle. That's, a, that's actually, I forget the name of it, but that's a really good movie. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Kathy Kennedy really outdid herself casting this one. I saw the trailer for Andy. It looks no, it's terrible. It's terrible. All the gender equality is making women look like fools. That's the problem with Charlize Theron. Might be a dude. She might be. She's got. She's got a really weird backstory, man. Where her and her mother killed her father. Well, she didn't, but she was there. She watched her mother kill her father back in South Africa. She might be a dude. Karen Allen. Karen Allen was hot. Karen Allen was a hottie, for sure. There were some women back in the 80s who were hot. Karen Allen is one of them. Uh, let's see. 
This is Danny's podcast with Stephen Jenkinson. What a great rabbit hole. I have not. Think of Feliz. I have not. Now, I'm always going to mention your name now. It was never the same after Alien with Sigourney Weaver. Bit of a turning point, right? Bit of a turning point where she's the one, her and the cat, saved the day. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm trying to think if there's any other revenge movies or there was this one movie with uh brenda vaccaro and uh this guy don stroud and uh the premise of this movie is brenda vaccaro and her waspy like doctor boyfriend have this house is it the house by the lake or something like that and uh, Don Stroud and his and his buddies move into the house on this weekend, and it's just Brenda Vaccaro and her and her and her, I think, waspy doctor boyfriend. And um, it's a very intense movie in a lot of ways, and it's got that weird kind of sexual tension between the guy who's really a bad guy, Don Stroud, and the Brenda Vaccaro character. But Brenda Vaccaro eventually kills him. And it's not quite Sigourney Weaver, but it's kind of close. Kind of close. Although Don Stroud is not as creepy as the alien character. I wouldn't say it's, it's, it, it's a, it, but it is a bit of a milestone, right? Because it's not, the husband or the boyfriend, I think it's a boyfriend. Um, the boyfriend gets, gets totally, totally cucked. Um, I think it's called the house by the lake. It's one of those movies where the, the, the female protagonist is the one who winds up, uh, take care of business. Another one, again, this is all posting. I think the house by the lake is pre alien. Um, in fact, I know it's pre-alien, but another one where it's the woman who winds up taking care of business. This is a really good movie. And it and it comes out of that that 50s. We've been watching these 50s noir style movies where there's a guy who has kind of overmarried, right? He's overmarried. And the woman he's with is is too hot for the dude and so there's always kind of a younger more virile dude and there's this weird kind of triangulation and sexual tension um in these noir movies i, mean, I was watching one the other day and it was with suzanne plachette and uh, don what's his name who was second in command on uh, uh lost in space and, and in this movie suzanne plachette was she was a bad girl. Anyway, in this movie, Dead Calm, it's with um, Sam Neill and Billy Zane. And Billy Zane plays a great fucking sociopath, really great sociopath. And it's the three of them, and they find Billy Zane um, kind of stranded on this boat. And eventually, it's Nicole Kidman who has to deal with the Billy Zane character. If you haven't seen Dead Calm, I highly recommend it.
really, really good movie. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Uh, China owns Hollywood. Pop culture imploding since 9-11. I think they have a big slice of Hollywood. For sure. Yeah. Do they own the whole thing? It, hmm, good question. Good question. Uh, yes, she looks great. Karen Allen, don't like the Jim Jesus guy. Don't know why. What kind of animal is a Kamal? Good question. Spider short out my circuits. Ticks. No, I don't like ticks. Praying mantis are cool, man. They're praying mantis are fucking cool. They're really fascinating to watch. Alien is amazing. Was amazing. I looked like Sigourney too. Alien was a breakthrough in movie making, actually, in a lot of ways. I told the story before. I was the first time I saw Alien. I was high on mushrooms. I regret that. I totally fucking regret it. It was like, why, why, why is my brain melting during this movie? I think it took me years to recover. Cockroaches are the worst. Yeah, they're not. They're not any fun. Um, let's see. It's the water at NYC. Deep dish. I'm not a deep dish person. Not in the deep dish genre. Wood fire bagel. Will they take them away? They don't have them in New York. Montreal, who knows? Bagels in Israel were not all that. New York City, it's the, it's the water and it is the, uh, a lot of other things better than Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Uh, she, yeah, she's hotter. I'm telling you, Sean Young is hotter in No Way Out than in Blade Runner. Blade Runner, she's kind of made too. She's made up to, to be too much like a Kabuki doll. In No Way Out, she's actually got some sizzle. Leela LMM says, "I wish trafficking movies led to less trafficking." Feels like trauma exposure with no resolution. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, what else do we have here? Amaze balls. I like that term. Brenda Vaccaro. Remember when Brenda Vaccaro was talking about feminine products? She was the best. She was the best feminine product saleswoman out there. Brenda had the great voice. I've been on the fence about seeing that movie. I get nightmares from dark shows, movies. Some debating it. Let's see. Seriously, check out Stephen Jenkins, especially if you're older like me. Okay. Stephen Jenkinson on the radar. Um. KNS, Sound of Freedom is not graphic. Elisa E went even. Oh, good. Let's see. Who else do we have? Sleeping with the Anima, Julia Roberts. 
Billy Zane, man, that guy's got some charisma. He's got that crazy kind of psychopathic charisma, right? But I think he's another one of these bookies. Yes, that was a creepy. Dead Calm is a fucking intense movie. Billy Zane played Elvis once. Billy Zane and uh, Tilda Swinton got into this weird identity time travel change movie. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, who else do we have here? Uh, let's see. I've got a really nasty name for Kamala. Yeah, aliens on shrooms. I, I was melting. Really, I was fucking melting. It was. It was not a good experience. Not a good experience. I did not know what I was getting into. I had no idea that H.R. Uh, Giger was waiting for me on the other side of all this. I love praying mantises. I think they're totally cool. Um, Freeman is good friends with Sean Young. Yeah, Sean Young is interesting. I think she's a Scorpio, isn't she? I think that's her sign. She certainly acted like one with James Woods. Whoa. She got a little cray-cray with James Woods. Let's see. Who else do we have here? We're getting some, uh, we're getting some good uh, reviews here. Positive reviews on praying mantises. I met Julie Roberts at the Durham County Fair. That's in Connecticut. Durham, Connecticut Fair in 2006 or around. She was actually nice and shook my hand. She's is she from Georgia. She's a Georgia girl. Uh, call that guy back. Let's see who else do we have. There are green ones here, beautiful, called Esperanzas. I think we're talking uh, praying mantises. Okay, I've gone through every single text and chat. Every single text and chat. Robert, you need to see Stephen Jenkins for my mom. Lynn. I'm just telling you, Lynn. Um, I love my mother, but she is, there, there, there's a part of my mother that is completely unreachable. It's completely unreachable. Uh, trust me, <laughs> trust me. There, there, there is a part of her that is completely accessible and then there's another part of her that is just on the other side of the ice wall. And um, I think the only thing that might alter my mother's pers per perspective is watching aliens on mushrooms. 
I think that might alter her perspective a little bit. That might wake her up. All right, let's talk about Kamal. Let's get into Kamal land. So why am I bringing this up? So these are all the headlines from July 6th, July 5th. I can just go through um, any of them, right? When we do, I think the LA Times has a paywall, but let's just see what happens. See, there we go. They hit you with the paywall. Uh, how about go.com? abcnewsgo.com Kamala Harris makes unscheduled trip to Highland Park after parade shooting we should stand together this should never have happened Vice President Kamala Harris made a previously unscheduled trip on Tuesday night to Highland Park, Illinois the site of a deadly mass shooting during the 4th of July parade isn't that interesting Highland Park. Oh, this was a year ago. My bad. Fuck. This is okay. No, there's a 2023 thing. That was last year. This is the one that I'm looking at. June 22nd, right here. This is what I was looking at. June 2nd, 2023, so a little over a month ago. The vice president, hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Can we give it up for Jada? You know, I'll tell you, I'm so honored to be here, in particular with all the young leaders like Jada, because all you are all, you all are what this is all about. And we are so proud of you on and on and on. I want to thank Miguel Cardona, Basically, she's coming out. Here we go. Let's get to the meat of this. In a civilized society, people must know that they can shop in a grocery store, walk down the street, or even sit in the classroom and know that they will be safe from fear and violence. And so that is why we're all here today to mark Gun Violence Awareness Day and to address the moment that we are in. Our nation is being torn apart by gun violence and torn apart by the very fear of gun violence. It is tragic that every day in the United States of America that there are parents who offer a prayer after dropping their child off at school that their child will make it home safe and alive, who fear the worst every time they see a text from their child's school. Do they say a prayer that their kid won't be groomed and indoctrinated that day? It is a shame that in our country today, teachers have to start off the school year introducing to the child, instructing a child on how to barricade the classroom door. Trauma has been a part of the public school experience ever since they started telling kids to hide under their desks in case of a nuclear attack, okay? They've never been shy about rolling out trauma in public schools. So clearly she came out and she was the one that made the press statement here on gun awareness day, but this is not what I'm looking for. I mean, there's, she made a statement just recently that I wanted to do. Um, let's see. 
All right, here we go. Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. This is from Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, I'll look, I'm going to bring this up here. Um, but there was a document. Oh my God, that's funny. There was a document she put out about gun control just recently, after June, June 2nd. And she's basically mimicking the exact same thing that here we here we go july 5th here we go this is what i'm talking about this is this is exactly what gavin newsom has been promoting so she is on script with newsom weapons of war have no place on the streets of a civil society an assault weapons ban is just common sense this is exactly what gavin newsom has been pushing right they are on point with the messaging right there okay that's what i wanted to bring up july 5th now there's more here so this is from um dinesh d'souza Let me get to the Dinesh D'Souza. Let's see. Right here. Hold on. This is from Conservative Brief. And this is this is just from yesterday. Rumors swirl. Some Dems want to install Kamala Harris as president. Um, I don't want to do that. All right, here we go. Some sources claim that a rising number of Democrats are advocating for President Joe Biden's reelection because they feel more comfortable with the thought that Vice President Kamala Harris could assume the role of commander in chief and handle her duties. Let's just go deeper. The DNC strategy to ensure Democrat establishment retains in power is to reelect Joe Biden, no matter how old or capable he is, and then get him to resign or step aside and install Kamala Harris as president, said former Hawaii Rep Tulsi Gabbard. She will be untested and unelected and ready to act as the Democrat establishment's puppet president. We know this. She'll have the advantage and power of incumbency to run in 2028, she told the outlet. None of this is possible if Biden doesn't run. If Kamala were to try to run for president herself, there would be heavy competition and no way would she win. What she's not thinking of here is Gavin Newsom. That Gavin Newsom is the missing piece of the puzzle. The missing piece of the puzzle. Mark Lauder, a former special assistant President Trump, who is the chief communication officer for the America First Policy Institute, said Harris's low polling numbers don't surprise him. No, nobody likes her. Absolutely nobody likes her. But something is happening, and it is pretty easy to connect the dots with Baggy Gate. Now, for whatever reason, 
this baggy gate thing is not going to go away. It's not going away. It keeps being drummed up and talked about. And it's not like there hasn't been any cocaine ever snorted in the White House. Please. Please. George Bush Sr., when he was there, was doing speed balls with fucking Dick Cheney, okay? They were doing speed balls in the White House. Bill Clinton, heavy Coke user. Heavy! You don't think Obama liked to take the occasional uh, ski trip? I'll tell you, he didn't snort any Coke. Donald Trump. The only Coke in the White House was Diet Coke, and there was a lot of it when Trump was president. Jesus. No, man, cocaine in the White House is nothing new. Nothing new. I mean, you could you could go back to even uh, George Bush's vice president in the White House. And I'm sure they were doing 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 things there that uh, old Ron didn't know a whole lot about. So it's not like it's something new. Have you seen the video of, of Hunter Biden at the White House? Fucking just coked out of his mind. Have you seen the video? So this this video is um, supposedly Hunter taking a bump, which would not surprise me. I wonder if I can slow it down. Let me see if I can slow this thing down. Yeah, we can slow it down. Let's do half speed. All right, let's watch. So he's going to duck behind um, Jill's drapery wear. Let me turn this volume down. You see what he does with his nose? Watch, 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 watch. He's going to get right behind the old doctor. Oh, look at the love. And then he comes out. And then he wipes his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, isn't America great? Look at the look on his face. Look at that. I think he's got some contempt for uh, old Joe there. Ooh, look at that look. He's like, fuck you. I'm going to, I'm going to do a line behind the drapes. And then there goes the little magic bullet. 
and then he comes out of it. This is the news of Bruder film. And then he look at that, goes to the nose, does the old nose wipe there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's watch it again. It's pretty fucking obvious, okay? He's doing a bump. All right, now, 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 watch what he looks like here. I think, is this a different, I think this is different. Comes back. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, yeah. He's fucking high as a kite. Jesus, he's sweating. Like, dude. Look at him. Oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Look at, look at his face. This motherfucker's losing his mind. I mean, this has got to be like hell. For this guy, right? I mean, he's he he's way more at home in um, swimming swimming pools with slides and jacuzzis and, and being naked and and you know having all these paid hookers around him. I mean, this this whole scene just be like a fucking straitjacket for Hunter Biden, just a straitjacket. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, my God. He's fucking coked out of his brain. And nobody thinks that this is like weird behavior. Oh, it was just a really hot, very hot 4th of July day. And Hunter had been very busy that day. Helping with all the preparations, and uh, he he's been under a lot of strain lately. This could be the thing that eventually gets Biden moved out. I don't think they're going to wait for the election. I don't. I don't think they're going to wait for the election. So, um, a reader slash listener asked me about how if Kamala Harris became president, uh, would Kevin McCarthy being the Speaker of the House automatically become vice president? The answer to that is no. The president can basically name whoever he wants to be as vice president, right? So when Nixon, when they got rid of uh, Spiro Agnew on some fucking stupid corruption charge, the Speaker of the House at that time, and I think it was definitely a Republican-controlled House, they basically said to Nixon, there's only one guy 
you can you can take and it's jerry ford nixon had no choice theoretically but i don't think that that's really the case right because gerald ford had to uh, name nelson rockefeller as his vice president right where did he come from Rocky. It's his birthday in two days. All right. Governor of New York. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, He ran for president a number of times. Upon uh, Nixon's resignation, August 9th, 1974, Vice President Gerald Ford assumed the presidency. On August 20th, Ford nominated Rockefeller to be the next Vice President of the United States. In considering potential nominees, Rockefeller was one of three candidates, three primary candidates. The other two were then United States Ambassador to NATO, Donald Rumsfeld, whom Ford eventually chose as chief of staff and later secretary of defense and then Republican national committee chairman, George HW Bush, who would eventually become vice president in his own right for two terms and president for one term. While acknowledging that many conservatives opposed Rockefeller, Ford believed he could bring executive expertise to the administration and broaden the tickets appeal if they ran in 1976, given Rockefeller's ability to attract support for constituencies that did not typically support Republicans, including organized labor, African-Americans, Hispanics, and city dwellers. Why would the fuck would people from those areas support an absolute and utter elite like that? That just blows my mind. Um. Although he had said it was just not built for, he was not just built for standby equipment. Rockefeller accepted the president's request to serve as vice president. It was entirely a question of there being a constitutional crisis, a crisis of confidence of the American people. I felt there was a duty incumbent upon any American who could do anything that would contribute to a restoration of confidence in the democratic process, in the integrity of government. Rockefeller was also persuaded by Ford's promise to make him a full partner in his presidency, especially in domestic policy. Rockefeller was basically president for two years. Let's be clear about that. So prior to his vice presidency, uh Rockefeller was the governor of New York. He was the governor of New York. And what is Gavin Newsom? He's the governor of California. Right? So this is how the whole thing works. Now, Kamala could nominate Newsom, and they have to have a vote on it. I mean, I think any candidate that she nominates would be 
there would be a contentious vote. But keep in mind that Kevin McCarthy is from California, and so is Gavin Newsom. Now, I'm not saying just because they're from the same state <laughs> that they'd be on the same page politically, but I guarantee you they've had dealings with one another, know each other, right? I mean, there's there's traction there. So the the possibility of Gavin Newsom becoming vice president there's already there's already a precedent's been set when Ford nominated another governor, Rockefeller, to become president. Done deal, right? Just done deal. Now the Republicans did control the House, so they were like, okay, well, I guess we're okay with this. It was a weird choice, but everybody knew that Rockefeller, no, at that time. No Rockefeller could ever run for president and win in this country, which you think is odd, right? With all the money and the power, but there was always this stigma around the Rockefellers having kind of this kind of the ultimate seat of power theoretically. Well, eventually they got there and they got there through a series of moves. And, um, there you go. So Harris, and we, I talked about this before, Harris could move into the president's slot. She could name Newsom. I think that's a given. I mean, she's basically parroting his talking points. Now, here's the tricky part. How long Harris stays as president? There is some baggage with her around the birth. None of her parents are American-born. Mother born in India, father born in Jamaica. She's kind of an anchor baby, right? And then she goes to Canada, uh, raised in Canada. So there's, there's some questions about the legitimacy of her birth. And that's kind of floating around in the background. Is it enough to uh, dislodge her as president? Maybe. Could there be personal reasons that she would have to step down? Now, let's kind of go through how this would work. In order for Newsom to make this whole thing fit, he would have to be president before the next election. Right? Because I don't think clone Biden is running. So they'd have to primary this thing. And in an open primary, Clearly, Harris stands no chance. And they don't, and we know that they want Newsom in. She, she, she is just a path to Newsom. So she would have to step down. Now, again, I, I've talked about this before. She could hit a milestone, right? First woman president, first ethnic minority woman president, 
on the record books. Newsom comes in, and then there's a change of command. And maybe Harris has like a faux condition, like they found a tumor or something, which they can completely fake. And then it's Newsom, right? Now he's president. And he's president in the run-up to the next election. He's the incumbent. Incumbents rarely lose. They do, but rarely do they lose. So now in terms of hierarchy, RFK, who would be sort of the, the biggest competition, you know, if they're coming into the primary and they're like, they're like this, right? Now, all of a sudden, Newsom is up here and RFK's here. And Newsom could actually say, well, I have been basically running the country for the last seven months or eight months. Or if they plan this thing out right, they could get a year in on Newsom. And he could basically say, I have more experience as a president than you do. And that's going to be a really interesting debate and talking point. Now, since we're, we're, we're shuffling the, the chairs on the Titanic, who would be Newsom's vice presidential pick? That's an interesting question. Um, I have no, I, I don't know, really. And I, I'm not even sure it matters, to be honest with you. What matters is, is to is to get Newsom in as the president. And if you saw the Sunday night show, he has a terrible chart. The guy, the guy has a terrible chart. I mean, he could be a complete autocrat, plutocrat, total plutocrat. Are you kidding? Mars Pluto Square, Mars and Sagittarius, fucking self-righteous, man. You you think Joe Biden's bad? Gavin Newsom is a savage. Pluto on his ascendant? The options aren't great. Right, so then let's say they go through the primary. Now, here's the other part, which I brought up on Sunday night. They almost did it in 2009 with the housing crisis. And remember when... Um, John McCain said, well, we should postpone the election. You remember that? Barack Obama's going, oh, fuck no, I got this, man. We're not going to postpone anything. No, 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 no. We're going to go through this. But McCain actually said, oh, we're in a big crisis. We should probably postpone the election. That talk has surfaced every now and then. And I would not be surprised if Newsom, becoming president, that there would be something that could possibly postpone the election. The only thing that, that would happen would be it would be an act of war. Now remember, next year we go through the big eclipse, the second great, well, I guess third, if you want to put in the one in October. That eclipse in April, that is that is a total war eclipse. 
And you, you, Gavin Newsom would have absolutely no problem suspending the Constitution. Continuity of government, he'd have no problem with that. None whatsoever. You saw what he did with his recall. He rigged the recall. The, the, the Republicans didn't help much either. The Republicans needed one solid candidate. They split all their fucking votes. Um, you know, they just needed one person, one qualified person to stand up against Newsom and get all of it. Would it have mattered? Probably not. They probably still would have tossed the whole thing. But these are scenarios that we're looking at here. And I think they're very probable scenarios. The first move is to get Kamala into the presidential seat, but she's not there for long. She's just keeping it warm for Patrick Bateman. And that, and that statement about gun control is the one that I just read is key. And this whole thing with the cocaine and, and uh, the baggie and Hunter, don't be surprised if this is one of the things that it, all, all the major shit, right? All the corruption, all the stuff where they have a paper trail. A dime-sized bag of Coke might be the thing that actually is the uh, is the exit strategy for Joe Biden. We'll see. We'll see. It's a story worth following. All right. That's it for today. Thanks for being here. Um, I hope you found it both educational and uh, to some degree entertaining. Did we talk about Chris and his products? Hmm. Let's do this. Let's talk about my man, Chris, and it's CBGA. CBGA. That's what I was trying to get to on uh, the Astro Weather today. CBGA. So all you guys in chat, you know what True Him Science and Chris's products are all about. But if you're listening on the podcast, uh, please go to trimscience.com and check out what they've got. Uh, some of the best, most efficacious applications of CBD that I have experienced. And the CBGA stuff is really the holy grail in a lot of ways. So I'm on the edible section right here. Clarity Moon Dust with CBGA 25% more. Um, we got a sale on them. We got a sale on this on the moon dust gummies. Oh, this is just the moon dust. Here's the gummies for sleep. This is gummies, non-detect THC, CBD, 50, a broad spectrum hemp. This is the good stuff right here. You got the moon dust gummies. Look, I know. That, that it's a little bit pricey, but I tell you, you can half these gummies. Trust me on this. You can half these gummies and now you're getting 20 of them. And it becomes a much, much better deal. This is a lot, all Chris's products are great, but the CBGA is really kind of the holy grail of his work. So 
All you got to do is order $100 or more and type in 15MINS when you check out and you'll get some free product. And it's always um, a generous little booty bag that winds up in your order. So we're always here to support Main Street and our good friend Chris over at THS. And um, I can't do more to recommend the products than what I've just done. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Friday Firecast. Boy, the week is over. Wow. We'll have Mark Malone tomorrow. We're going to catch up with Mark. And um, it's going to be potentially a very emotional Friday Firecast. Because we're going to get into some personal territory with Mark and what he's going through. And you know, just a year ago, Mark was lighting the world on fire 